Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome back to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study Podcast. We're glad you could join us and be part of our family. Before we get into the Word, Lord Charles, can you please pray for us? Yes. Lord, I just thank you for the beautiful weather that you have blessed us, Lord. I just thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord, and allowing him to minister in our lives, Lord, and to give us greater knowledge on you, Lord, and how to go about your business, Lord. Lord, I also just ask that you continue to bless the people listening to these podcasts and the people partaking in them, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, we are here and continuing our study in Daniel, chapter 12. And, uh, well, we're in chapter 12. So, (laughs) uh, exactly. (laughs) I've had a great time with this study, I'll tell you what. And uh, for all those that are listening, we are blessed again to have Dean with us and to share the insight that the Holy Spirit has given him for, well, for us and and first and foremost for all of you. So, um, Welcome, Dean. Great to have you back. Good morning. Thank you, brother. So, so yeah, so let's get to the Word, shall we? Mm-hmm. All right. Daniel chapter 12. Could I have a volunteer read uh, it in its entirety, please? I will. All right, I promise. Go for it, sir. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there sorry such as never was since there was a nation even to that time and at your, at that time your people shall be delivered everyone who is found written in the book and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life some to shame and everlasting contempt contempt those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firm, firm, firmament, mm-hmm. firmament, firmament, mm-hmm. and those who turn away, many turn many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, shut up the words and see the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Then I, Daniel, looked, and there stood two others, one on this river bank and the other on that river. And one said to the man clothed in linen who was above the water, who was above the waters of the river, How long shall be the fulfillment of these wonders be? Then I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river, when he had, when he held up his right hand and his left hand to heaven, and swore by him who lives forever, that it shall be for a time, a time, time, and half a time. And when the power of the holy people have been completely shattered, and all these things shall be finished. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, My Lord, what shall be the end of these things? Then he said, Go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the, of the end. Many shall be purified, made white and refined, but, only, but the wicked shall be wickedly. And none of the wicked shall understand, 
but the wise shall understand. And from the time that the daily sacrifice was taken away in the abomination of desolation set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he who waits and comes to the 1,335 days. But you, go your way to the end, for you shall rest and will rise to your inheritance at the end of the days. Mm-hmm. That just blesses me. Amen. <clears throat> so, as is our custom, who wants to share what the Holy Spirit revealed to them? And or if you have a question, who wants to ask? No, I just like um I guess it's part of verse one where it says, um, and at that time your people shall be delivered, every one who was found written in the book. So right there you can see that God is not judging you or excluding you based on your race or your gender or anything else. If he called you, if your name is found in that book, you essentially make it. If you hold fast to the course, now that's the caveat right there. You have to obey him and walk with him. But as you do, if you continue, that's the reward that's waiting for you. So it's better to not cast away your confidence, which has great reward in the end. So I know sometimes it'll seem hard and like um, you're about to turn into an ash heap because (laughs) of the trials, but don't give up. Don't quit and fall over on the ground. Keep running for him because great is your reward if you wait, if you follow through your reward in this lifetime. No one has given up mother, father, and children and has not received a hundredfold in this lifetime and in the next everlasting life. So it's important that we not become discouraged with the things that our eyes see because they're often amiss and they miss the greater things that God is doing for us. And when we follow what we see or what we hear, we miss out on God's blessing. And then you look back and you're going, oh, I could have had that. If I had trusted God and kept my eyes on him, I could have had that blessing. It could have been mine. Mm -hmm. But because you or me or I haven't done what we were supposed to, we missed out. I, I just um, always like to remind myself when we're seeing the things that are happening, um, such as these prophecies, and we see the things that we tend to say are bad or negative. Uh, ultimately, um, it's all part of God's plan, and God's plan is good. So we go back to Genesis, and he saw all that he did, and it was good. In fact, it was very good. And all of God's plans are very good. The fact that we don't understand them or even agree with them is irrelevant. And so how we view this is um, we have to remember to remove that lens of thinking this may not be right, or is this fair, or because that's irrelevant in our processing of a God who is infinite in wisdom, uh, who sits above us, who was our creator. And it's not for us to make those calls. So we have to bring that filter back in and say, this is good, even if I don't understand it. And if I can't do anything but take that in faith, I have to take that. Because the opposite 
is saying that it's bad or that what God is doing is bad or what God is doing isn't right, and we cannot say that. So we have to make sure that we're clear about how we process that, that it is good. God is good. Absolutely. And, and I love how you brought that up where even in creation, and God said it was good. And if we really study out language, the language, it's, and God said it was suitable for its purpose. In other words, the purpose the Lord created it. So then we get to, how does that relate to whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life? Well, are we doing, carrying out, or forth, the thing that the Lord has required of us, the purpose for which we were created? Right, and you see even in Jesus' time, he says there, is, there are vessels of honor and vessels for dishonor. Right? Are, how are we, as a vessel, being used? Are we being used and honoring the Lord? Or are we used in our, our actions bringing dishonor or shame to the gospel and to our Lord? So that's, there is, a, is the significance, if you will. And then it's not even, well, there's that, but then in addition to that, right, we t- all these wonderful things that are happening, we were reading about in, excuse me, in chapter 11, where those that know their God, right, are being used in, how does it phrase it? Let me find it again. Verse 32, they shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Again, we're suitable for the purpose the Lord has created us. Are we following through and in, in, in alignment with the purpose that he created us for? Right? What do you say? Those that know me, right? If you, or if you love me, you will obey my commandments. You'll obey what I have, the plan, the purpose, the will that I have created you for. It's everything, right? It talks about all of creation praises the Lord. The, the trees clap and wave their hands praising the Lord. How much more should we, right? But then also... Look at scripture, and uh, talks about you know what's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Um, yes, in, in as I was just talking about the great exploits, right? Jesus said, "Notwithstanding this, right? Yes, you can don't be don't rejoice in that you have power and authority over demons, right? Because ultimately Jesus has that, and He's given that to us. But rejoice that your names are written in the the Book of Life, right?" That's the bigger, the greater thing. We should expect and anticipate that us being obedient, following the Lord, and doing what He has for us to do, and saying what He tells us to say, and doing all of it in the manner which He has directed us through His Holy Spirit, we're going to see these things. We're going to be used mightily. That should be the expectation. If we are living out our lives, Yes, in, in humility to him, but in submission to the Lord and Savior of our lives. Penny, you mentioned um, the vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor, and I just want to read that real quick. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 and 21. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, mm-hmm. some for honor and some for dishonor. 
Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. So in looking at that, it's not like God is destined you to be a vessel of dishonor. You have the opportunity. It says you cleanse yourself. The What's what's inferred there is that you are to do it. It says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself, you cleaning yourself and preparing yourself um, to be a ve- you will be a vessel of honor and sanctified and useful for the master. So we have a part to play. I just, you know, I don't want to, I wanted to answer to that and make sure that no one feels like, oh, well, it's already predestined for me to go to hell, so I'm just going to go there. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. Or so to have a lowly life or a less than life before God. Wait, wait. Everyone has a choice and an opportunity. And he has made himself available, available to anyone. He said, by no... Anyone that comes to him, will he by any means turn away? So, but he only goes to abode with them and sup with them. Absolutely, he will abide with them. That's, that's John fifteen. Well, really fourteen and fifteen. He talks about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, he wants to dwell with his people. Abide in me, and I'll abide in you. Mm-hmm. So, Psalm sixty nine says the same thing. Um, in verse. 28, right? It's, it is talking about those that crucified Christ, right? And, and as we look at that and study that out. But it's also because why? They didn't believe in Christ. They didn't confess him as Lord and Savior. They also did not seek to, to purify themselves and, as other scripture says, work out your own soul salvation. And he says, and ultimately the result of that is, he says, let them be blotted out from the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. The Lord makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's something we all can learn from and, and should learn from, apply to our lives, and work those things out with it from within us that don't reflect Christ's nature, his character, that aren't in line with him and his righteousness. It's important, though, and with that, sweetheart, it's all, it's important for us that when we hear the truth of God's word, and the Holy Spirit goes, "Hey, that's true." It's it's imperative that we take that truth and we uproot the lie that has found root on the inside of us. We we completely pluck it up by the root and we cast it out, and then in turn we take God's truth and we plant it in our being, in the in the inward man on the inside of us, and we meditate on it and we continue to water that and allow it to grow up on the inside of us and we tend to that truth which means that's what we're that's what we're repeating over and over in our mind is god wants me and if i want him he wants me he wanted me even when i didn't want him Mm -hmm. and it's his love that i return to him so i can keep coming to him i can keep moving forward in him and he's not pushing me away he's not casting me out he hasn't destined me to hell he hasn't destined me to any place Um, aside from in his presence that's what his desire is for us to be in his presence and have our joy be made full in him so you know put the truth in meditate on the truth cultivate that water it and allow it to take root and believe god believe the truth anybody else I just found it interesting 
when it was talking about how um, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Um, how the Lord has mercy on everybody and he, every person receives a reward based upon their works. But also how the Lord reigns on the just and the unjust alike. He is a just God and he gives people the opportunity to repent. But he also is just in the means that if you were wicked, you can't, and you were intent on being wicked, you can't assume that all of a sudden, oh, well, God, you won't punish me for what you justly should be punished for. And that's something I personally appreciate about the Lord. Like, if I knew I'm doing something wrong, I might be like, well, Lord, this sin is very uh, enticing, and I don't really know how to get away from it now, but I know that he'll provide a way. He'll say, okay, Kyla, since you said that, or you're doing this, you're going to get in trouble. And I can accept the consequences of that because I know what I was doing was wrong, but he also holds me accountable for my actions. And that he's just a good God like that. He doesn't turn a blind eye because I say, I love God. Mm. That, oh, Kyla, your sin, don't worry about that. We'll just pretend like it never happened. When you repent, he, he blots it out. He throws it into the sea of forgetfulness, and he doesn't remember it anymore. But he requires for every action there is a consequence, whether it's a good action or a bad action. And there's a requirement that you have to pay. And as a human being, that's something you have to weigh out when you go to make a decision. Am I willing to pay the consequences for this action? If not, you probably shouldn't be doing it. (laughs) But (laughs) even how in, in the scripture of Daniel, when he said, those who are righteous, they shine like the stars forever. That he gives, when you follow the Lord and you honor God, he gives you a place of honor. And even in the earth, um, I believe it was last week, the Lord told me, um, a company I'm interning for, he said he honored the owner because of me. Like he honored me in blessing her and allowing me to help her make her ministry flourish. And causing there to be peace and learning and understanding and what I'm helping her with. It was, he was honoring me in that, and I was honored that God said that to me because when you do good, the Lord rewards you. And it's not, it's easy to look at the world and think that, oh, it's only everybody that does wrong. They seem like they get the reward and the kudos and the praise, but it's not like that. They get the reward in the moment, but they don't know or they choose to ignore the price that they're going to have to pay in the end. That's it. That's good. There's a lot of points there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And stuff that we can all apply to our lives. Mm -hmm. And, And I love how you brought up the consequence thing. Some are going to awake to everlasting life and some to everlasting shame and contempt. And that's up for us, I'll say, to decide, to judge ourselves, to decide, I mean, by judging ourselves rightly. Again, like we were already discussing, are we going to be pleasing vessels of honor towards our Heavenly Father or vessels of dishonor? And it's not just in word, but it's in deed and truth. He knows the thoughts and intentions of the heart and why we are doing the things that we are doing. 
You cannot trick the Lord. You cannot manipulate him. He is just and righteous. And then, yes, if when, if and when, hopefully it's a when, we choose to, to come into alignment with his plan, to seek him fully and uproot from our lives everything that's not of him, that doesn't align with his nature, his character. He, shining through us, causes us to shine like the brightness of the firmament. It's really him shining through us. Nothing that we did of ourselves. What else? Uh, the Lord showed that, like when Daniel asked the angel when all this stuff was going to happen, the Lord showing that nothing changes about the Lord. It's always constantly the same. And like what Kyle brought up about how the Lord's not going to excuse sin, that he's that he's not going to change from doing that just because he did something. Yes, he's not going to change his behavior and give you favor, favoritism of him. Not like he's not giving you favoritism towards other people, but he's showing you favoritism, but he's constantly the same across the board. So you're saying that he has one standard of metric for everybody in the world, everybody on earth? Yes. And not special rules for one versus the other? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Yes, God is righteous and he is holy. He has prepared a way to deal with sin. So humans, because of sin nature, because of um, the authority that was forfeited by Adam in the garden, sin nature came into the world by his, his transgression, his trespass, right? And we all got sin nature as a result of being in our dirt bodies. And so the fact that we're sinful, there is a, an inherent sin in the flesh of mankind, of people. And because of that, we will do things wrong. We're not going to, we're, this going to happen at some point. God has made a provision for us to deal with that, right? So we can come into relation. He is Jesus Christ. And his blood is our payment for sin, right? He's our entry point to relationship with the Heavenly Father when we bring that sin to him. So the, 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 penalty, the payment for the penalty is there. We have to bring our sin to him, to that place, to have it washed so that way we enter into relationship. We can inherit from the Heavenly Father, right? Yes. But if that sin has not been, as you brought up, Kyla, repented, it has not been brought to Jesus, and it, it's remaining on the books, if you will, that debt is still on the books, you don't get a free pass. And, and God describes that age, you know, time doesn't time out and say, oh, Okay, it's been it's been fifty years now. It's 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 bad debt and it's gone. No, it will it will still be there, and it has to be brought in the way that God has determined to deal with sin. So there's no back roots. That's why Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through Him. So, good job, promise. And Layla, you had something you wanted to say? Yes, um, Kylie, you had mentioned walking with the Lord and how He 
honors those that honor him. And mm-hmm. it just kind of reminded me of Proverbs 22, verse 1. And it says, a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. And you'll see earlier Solomon writes that it's better to be esteemed in the sight of God than to be esteemed in the sight of man. Because who's got your reward? What man is there on earth that can give you eternal life? No one. If it was, if that were the case, Jesus would not have come to down the cross and rise again to glory on high. But since he did, I stand to reason that there is no one that can save themselves or anybody else. So we have to keep that in mind as we go and walk throughout the earth. I know it feels good to have somebody applaud you and go, great job, Layla, or great job, so-and-so. You did a great job, and wow, look at that shining star. Aren't you so great? But is that a reward to be compared to what God can give you when you follow him? Mm-hmm. No, it's not. <laughs> Amen. Luke 12 says this, um, verse 4. This is Jesus talking. And I say to you, my friends, do not be afraid of those who kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will show you whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he has killed, has power to cast into hell. Yes, I say to you, fear him. So, of course, he means reverent respect. And let your focus and your consciousness be more so on what is my God have to say about this? What does my Heavenly Father think about this? Who is it better that I obey and show my respect and homage to? Who is that? It's the Heavenly Father, not people around you. Yep. You say sticks and stones, right? They may have some, they may kill the body. We talked about that in the previous devotional martyrdom, things of that nature. Um, But the well done we're looking for can only come from God. And His is the only one that matters. Because we haven't touched really the second half of this chapter, which, yes, does go into a lot of prophecy. The whole thing is that we've really discussed is prophecy. And this, <clears throat> excuse me, is specifically talking about much of the end times. But I, I want to point this out. And this, I, I really enjoy this about this exchange between Daniel and the angel is that Daniel is being shown or having um, I'll say much of the end times explained to him and while he doesn't he is it is to get his understanding but there are still things that the Lord chooses to not reveal right and you really see that through the end right because in verse 4 he's given the instructions hey shut this up and seal it until the time of the end, or the end of time, right? Yes. Um, if people are going to do what they're going to do, right? Many are going to run to and fro. Knowledge shall increase, right? Other scriptures say the wicked will continue to act wickedly, right? But here's the thing. He's still shown more. So we, we also talk about discernment, right? And we see this throughout Christ's ministry, where he is... He heals somebody and then says, hey, don't share this with anyone, right? Yes. And then that person neither was obedient or they were disobedient, right? And you 
kind of have the same thing here with Daniel. They shut this stuff up. In other words, just leave it till the time of the end. Daniel doesn't receive a full explanation of all these things. He is, he is informed of a lot, right, that we see backed up, especially in the book of Revelation 10, 11, and so on, right? But there is, is very interesting because the Lord has already shown him or answered his question in verse 8. It says, although I heard, I didn't understand. And then I said, Daniel's question, what shall be the end of these things? Right? He was already shown the end of these things. Some will rise, or all will come out of the graves, some to everlasting life, and some to everlasting shame and contempt. Ultimately, that's the end. Right? The Lord returns. Now he's shown other periods in there of time. But there's there's the other aspect, right? The Lord, as we see, a, I'll, I'll say a pattern here, discloses things to, to us, and in this case to Daniel, little by little, right? As we've talked about all the prophetic words, dreams, visions, and all that in this book, much of it, you could almost overlay it on top of each other from the beginning, right? Okay, this is yet another part to that, another aspect. Another thing that you could overlay on top of the first thing that was shown or revealed to Daniel. So the Lord, as we continue to press in to know him, to know his ways, his thoughts, he does reveal them to us. But it's not everything all at once. And many times, it's little by little. And then we have to, in faith, move in those things or keep them before the Lord. Right? Yes. You see that same thing here. He's, he asks. He's still looking for the understanding, right? What's, what is the end of these things? Ultimately, what does that look like? And again, he's told, go your way till the end, for you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of days. Okay? He's already been told what his inheritance is. It's the Lord. It's everlasting life. Those that are acting righteously will receive that reward, right? They will shine bright like the firmament for eternity. For for, forever and ever, as it's phrased in this. So that's significant. Also, what does the Lord say about us? We are a kingdom of kings and priests, right? And And a holy nation, as in Peter. What was the portion for the Levites, the priests, the priesthood? They didn't get a physical portion because it said, the Lord is your portion. The Lord is your portion. So in other words, Daniel is already being told what he is going to receive as he continues forward in the Lord. You will receive your inheritance at the end of days. So the Lord's already, as, as we go back to, I believe it was in 10, when this angel first came. Yep, chapter 10, verse 19. All right, he builds him up. O man greatly beloved, or beloved, fear not. Right? And as a result, Daniel was strengthened. He even acknowledges, hey, this, this angel has been sent and has strengthened him in the Lord. 
So he's, he's being encouraged. He's being built up in order to continue to move forward in the Lord and in the things of the Lord. Amen. I also like um, verse 10. I mean, of course, I enjoy the whole word of the Lord, the whole counsel, <laughs> but um, verse 7, I'll stop there real quick, where he's talking about, and it shall be for a time, times, and half a time. Remember times and seasons? Go by God's cloth. Right, not the way we experience time, and um, it's important to know that the secret things belong to the Lord. Like when Jesus is going to return, and you know we're we're all looking for that. Every believer should be waiting and anticipating the the return of our Lord and Savior. You know Him coming through the clouds and us rising up to meet Him, and all of those exciting things. Uh, but that's in God's care. Times and seasons belong to the Lord. So, like, we, we've been talking about God is managing his time clock. He's managing the the overarching plan that's happening before us, even though we're, you know, we see things on a micro version. The macro is God is dealing with that initial sin of Satan. I will do this. I will do that. Taking the angels, a third of the angels, going with him. The, but there And there's other heavenly beings that you can see described in Revelation in particular that are a part of that community and that there's a cleansing time going on. He's, he's dealing with this, that, that whole deal with Satan. And so we're still moving across that timeline and we're going to continue to do it. And it's not just for a short, we see only our lifespan for the most part. That's how humans think my lifetime, my today, my tomorrow, my past, that that's all we can think of. But you know, God's moving in this vastness of time and eternity that he's created and he's working in. Um, on a different note, well, kind of the same way, but on a different note, verse 10, we were talking about in um, devotional yesterday that um, many shall be purified, made white, and refined, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. Just, you know, um, I think, Dean, you brought it up, why be surprised when people wicked people are doing wickedly that's what they do you know a, a dog barks a fish swims a bird flies this is what the expectation should be does that mean we don't resist um you know wicked laws or evil practices or going alongside evil things no we should we should stand up for what god says is right like we see in the shadrach meshach and abednego going no we're not going to worship this false god because our god said it's wrong we don't support that but the does it mean that we get mad at the wicked for doing what wicked people do? No, because once we start doing that, now we're judging and we're getting outside of the love commandment, right? Yes. And now we also become susceptible to falling to the same thing that we're judging them of being guilty of. So God wants us to remain there, but to understand because of this overarching dynamic, right? We're dealing with the eternal side of it the sin that has to be you know dealt with satan has a destiny it is the lake of fire but in the process all these things are being revealed and coming up that also are part of that but we don't necessarily with our plain eyes understand all that was encompassed in lucifer trying to replace god getting kicked out of heaven third of the angels going why is the beast there and you know like all of these different things we don't understand that in our humanity but god does so 
keeping that in mind as we see for us, it looks like manifestations of these things popping up. Here is this wickedness. Here are these things right there. Understand the Messiah, the much higher, the much higher God is working his plan. Do we give the enemy a foothold? No. Even though God is working his plan and all these things will be revealed, we still are not to give any ground to the enemy. It's kind of that one man band thing again, you know, clang the cymbals, you know, smash them with your knees, make, beat the drum, play your kazoo, spin the plate on your head, play your trumpet. <laughs> but it's still possible with God. All of these things, as we begin to let the Holy Spirit cultivate his life and word on the inside of us and his nature and his character, we can see how these go, all these Hearts go together and also how we are to function in the midst of all these things, all the the entirety of the truth of God's word. How do we exist in that and how do we walk with God in that and not resist him and still enjoy our life and not be overwhelmed and worried? You know, like he's saying to Daniel, it's okay. Go your way. <laughs> this is not, I'm telling you this because this is my way. Uh, I think, was it Amos? Amos chapter 3 verse says, 7 says, Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Amen. Now, we have had his Holy Spirit pour, poured out on all flesh, right? So that his sons and his daughters prophesy and dream dreams and see visions and et cetera, et cetera. So we all have the Holy Spirit quickening things on the inside of us. Amen. That's why sometimes we look around and go, Ah, I knew that. God, you told me that. I didn't get that from the news. You told me that, Lord. Okay, I see it. Because his spirit is constantly revealing to us what's happening. So that way we're not caught off guard. We're not afraid. We're not unaware. And we're, we're able to resist and stand against the wiles of the enemy. He reveals those things to us. So, you know, the comfort is God going, hey, Daniel, I'm showing you this because this is how I do things. This is how I operate. This is my, my business here. But I want you to rest and be at peace because it's, it's coming down the road. But I have to tell you today because that's what I said I would do. So... I just enjoy that about the Lord. Amen. Absolutely. He's just letting them know. He's got it. He's in control. Mm-hmm. And but the wise shall understand. So let let's understand. Keep let's, that in mind. Let's be wise. And mm-hmm. and if we lack wisdom, we can ask for it. Right? Mm-hmm. You see that with Solomon. He asked for wisdom so that he could lead the Lord's people. Mm-hmm. And that pleased the Lord, right? But then he, the Lord also says, Hey. If you lack wisdom, let him ask. Mm-hmm. And the Lord will give it. But like anything else, it's when we truly are seeking after the Lord. We are truly willing mm-hmm. to hear his wisdom. Truly willing to hear his wisdom and apply mm-hmm. it to our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we're, we're looking at that, and it, it's such a temptation at times when we see prophetic things, they start going, well, when are you coming back, Jesus? We already know. He said nobody knows <laughs> the day and the hour. The even, even the son. He said that that's in the hands of the father. So God is going to let him know. And then he's going to, I'd like to say, right out. And <laughs> I used to talk when I was younger, but he's going to come and do what he, he needs to be doing at that time. Mm-hmm. So for us, you know, calculating and pinpointing you're not going to calculate when Jesus is coming back. If you think you have, please put it back because God said that's not him. <laughs> if Jesus said it's in the possession of the Father, that's not, you didn't hear that from the Lord, okay? Just being loving and direct with that. I do apologize. But 
he does want us to be ready. He does want us to stay ready. And in verse 13, you were, you were referencing, sweetheart, it says, but go your way, but you go your way to the end, for mm-hmm. you shall rest and will arise to your inheritance at the end of days. So as the angel was making known to him, this is what's happening right now and some things in the future. Here's what your inheritance will be as you keep your covenant before the Lord. You keep going, keep trusting God, keep following him and go to sleep. But when you wake up, there's more for you mm-hmm. as in passing away or, um, and you shall rest and will arise for your when inheritance. Passing away, you mean going to be with the father. Yes. Rejoining the heavenly community. Transitioning, yes, out of this yeah, earth. Yes. Mm-hmm. For, for us that are on the earth, you can look at Isaiah 25, 9, right? Uh, and for those that especially have to endure everything that's being described here, or, or to Daniel and the end times, everything that we're talking about, Isaiah 25, 9 says, And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. He's got it. Let's trust him. He's faithful to do all he said he would do. He holds his word above his very name. And in, in the meantime, we're, we're doing the first part of verse 10. Many shall be purified, made white, and refined. So... You know, to me, that's a glorious thing for God to refine me, just speaking for myself, Amen. and to purify and um, to make white, because that's the bride he's looking for, without splatter, blemish, or wrinkle. And, you know, I, I enjoy God doing his process, doing what he wants, fulfilling his purpose and his vision on the inside of me, because that's, that's my honor. It's my pleasure, my blessing to be his daughter and to... Um, be a daughter that he can be well pleased in. So. Amen. Anyone have anything else they want to add to that? I don't. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap up our study in Daniel there. I don't know about everybody else, but this has definitely been a blessing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've enjoyed and appreciated this. I hope everyone else does as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Dean, thank you, brother, for joining us and being with us it's uh you know you're you're a blessing and also like i said the insight that the holy spirit gives you to and the inputs that you have they're enjoyed they're welcome and they're appreciated so thank you brother if everyone else is listening we love you actually let's close out in prayer first yes. <laughs> let's yes. do that yeah how about that one go for it lord i just thank you for today and well, your word, God, that we can look at it and we can see it and we can pick it up and run with it, Lord, and run hard after you, God. And I just thank you for guiding us as we study Daniel, Lord, and for showing us the things about you, Lord, the different layers, Lord, that you have and helping us grow and learn and mature in you, Lord. And I just thank you for our listeners and those that are gathered here together, Lord. And I just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And we just want to encourage you, get in the word. Spend time with your Heavenly Absolutely. Father. Let the Holy Spirit make his word come alive to you, give you understanding and revelation, and cultivate his word on the inside of you. 
as you cultivate your faithfulness to him. Amen. On that note, we love you. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.